Three Things with JR. I am JR. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 30. That does seem like a milestone. I'm digging it. 30 episodes. We've been doing this now for uh, somewhere around six months. Uh, all, uh, all pandemic all the time around here, and why not record a podcast? That's what I said, and I'm still doing it. Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying talking to you, the grand listener, uh, and uh, and to other people, to guests on my show. Uh, it was awesome. A couple days ago, uh, oh, that was a good one. Ooh, lots of garlic in that one. Uh, a couple days ago, my daughter Allison texted me and said she is ready to do the podcast. Uh, when I first wanted guests on this show, uh, she was the first person I reached out to, and I said, hey, I want you to be on my podcast. I thought she would jump at it. She said yes, but she also said, I don't know what I want to talk about yet. I'm nervous. Uh, I'm not ready. So I didn't push her, and uh, she reached out and said she was ready. So then I pushed her, uh, and we got it done. We got it done today. It's uh, it's Monday, October 5th, as I'm recording this. I dropped these episodes on Tuesdays, and it's about 30 minutes till Tuesday as I'm recording this intro here. So uh, we're just making this one by the skin of our teeth. Uh, we recorded this today outside at the uh, pavilion at Green Acres Lake. Uh, we'll talk about that in the show here to put that in that, that physical location in the context. You're going to hear you're going to hear wind in the background. You're going to hear weed eaters in the background and vehicles. Uh, also, Allison uh, brought with her her beautiful, wonderful daughter, my granddaughter, Aaliyah. So she's in the background playing and talking and uh, being herself, uh, and being awesome. Uh, so, and I left most of that in, so you're going to be able to hear my granddaughter laughing and joking and talking with us as we do the podcast, uh, just because it felt natural and she's awesome. Uh, and so, so that's all in there. Uh, before we get into this episode, I do want to talk about, uh, last week's episode and, uh, and just say thank you to Mark Connor, who I think of as Sparky. He is responsible for, the most listened to episode of three things. Uh, and it reached the highest number of listens of any episode I've had uh, faster than any episode before. So technically, maybe not true. The first episode, the very first episode, the first one people listen to when they go find a podcast, uh, that one technically has one more listen than last week's episode with Sparky. But it's also been up uh, on the site since April 5th, uh, and uh, Sparky's episode has one less listen, but uh, in just seven days. So uh, uh, thank you for Mark for uh, joining in. You guys should be listening to his podcast. He's got about four episodes out now. Uh, it's called Roanoke-isms and Other Silly Things. It's by Mark Connor. It's available uh, using the same platform that I use to get the podcast out, Anchor. Uh, that you'll hear an ad for that here later in the episode. So, uh, so yeah, fun having Sparky here. Uh, I did, uh, since that episode, we went into the studio, my band and I, and we recorded two songs. Now, I have rough cuts of those songs, but I am not going to play them for you because that would not be cool. Other guys in the band are like, nope, we're not putting those out. And they didn't tell me this, but I know they would if I asked. We're not putting those out. We're not letting the public hear those until we are finished uh and they're basically we're done recording them we just got to tweak the sound and the mix and all of that stuff so it's just kind of a rough cut that we have now but i do have 
I have about five minutes of me just uh, playing around on the drums uh, as we're getting the drum sounds, as the engineers uh, check in his mics and all of that stuff. I was just sort of playing around. I didn't even realize that he was recording that whole thing. And uh, he sent me that recording. So all the drum solos you're going to hear in today's episode and probably several upcoming episodes will be will be from the studio, Studio 607 with Tim Ryan uh, at the helm. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, these are sort of raw drum sounds. So these will be tweaked and EQ'd and all of that for the actual sound, the songs itself. But this is just me doing, you know, farting around on the drums. Uh, so those are the drum solos that you're going to be hearing uh, in between thing one and thing two and at the end of the show. And right now, as we get into my interview with my daughter, Allison, uh, accompanied by my granddaughter, Aaliyah, at Green Acres Lake today, October 5th, 2020. Enjoy. It took you a while to decide to be on my podcast. Well, it was more of like, I'm so busy and I didn't know what to talk about. Not that I didn't want to be on it. Yeah? Yeah. You were one of the first people, if not the first person I thought of when I was thinking I would like to have guests on my show. When I, uh, when I was first thinking of doing my show, it was going to be just me talking. And then I realized quickly that uh, it would be a better show if I had other people also talking. Yes. People to talk to. Kind of like an interview, you know? Right. And, uh, but still keeping it three things. So I thought of you and you were like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and then you were like, I'm not ready to do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's just a lot going on. That's all. Yeah, you have a whole lot going on. Yeah, pretty much. As much as you could possibly think of going on, I have it going on <laughs> you could say i've got it going on really <laughs> oh nicely done i think first we should address where are we uh because this is not a place i find myself very often anymore <laughs> not anymore <laughs> we are at green acres lake in beautiful stenardsville virginia yes my total childhood <laughs> was here yeah, we spent a lot of time up here. Uh, we're sitting in a pavilion looking out over, depending on which way you're facing, uh, the little 28-acre man-made lake here in the middle of Green Acres with a little beach area uh, and a little playground and a bathhouse and some swings and a big a dam that goes out a little ways and a dock, and it's just beautiful up here. There's going to be a little bit of wind. You're going to have to deal with listening to the wind and the microphone, but... Uh, yeah, uh, I don't come here very much anymore because I don't live here anymore. And my ex-wife, Allison's mom, still does live here. And, uh, you know, we're not together anymore, so there's not much reason for me to be here anymore. And uh, every time I drive in and drive on these roads in Green Acres, <laughs> I'm reminded that that's not such a bad thing to not have to drive on these roads every day. Yeah, these roads are the worst. <laughs> yeah. I do miss this, though, this little beach area. Yeah, the lake is so nice. Although, did you see the sign up there? I saw the sign that said there's an algae problem in the lake. Yeah, which is crazy because growing up, I was always told that this was one of the cleanest lakes in Virginia. And for me to see that sign, I was like, what in the world happened to this lake to make it now almost unsafe to swim in? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> there's, so I've seen that 
type of stuff on other lakes in this area in the past few years, but it usually had to do with when there wasn't enough rain, then the lake would develop algae. And so did we have like a dry spell in the middle of the summer maybe that I don't think we did. I, think I don't we really had remember. A lot of rain. I don't think I don't think <laughs> of this as a particularly uh, dry summer. Yeah, this lake has always been one of the cleanest lakes in Virginia. Had a problem a few years back when the dam sprung a leak and they had to drain the yeah. entire lake and then let it fill back up again and uh, it's been pretty good ever since, but I guess uh, I guess they're having an algae problem. Just add that to the list of 2020. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh my gosh. So the plan was to meet on the downtown mall and do some people watching, which was actually the original concept for my that podcast. That's true. We talked about that like 80 years ago. Yep. When, well, well, yeah. Because we, we love sitting there at Christian's Pizza, eating pizza and watching the people and uh, talking about the you people. Know, <laughs> it's an interesting thing about people watching because when I, a lot of everyone people watches. Sure. A lot of people do. But when I have heard other people, people watch they don't do it like we do it they do it like they're judging everyone right and i feel like our people watching is more like hmm what is that person's life and what are they doing and yeah who are they and what brought them here and not like judging right which is a way more fun and positive way to people watch yeah it's just interesting seeing people and thinking about how they got to where they are, uh, why they chose to look the way they look, right? right? Somebody, some people uh, seem really good at choosing the right clothes to wear, and other people make way different choices than <laughs> I might have made for them, you know? Right. Some people are more expressive in the way they look, and other people just don't care. And that's not even a bad thing in either perspective. Right. And if you're on the downtown mall, you're going to see some people that clearly don't have a mirror at their house. <laughs> that or they just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that or they looked in the mirror and were like, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. So that was the original concept for people watching. But logistics today just got in the way. So instead, we're here where there are no people, no people. to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of nature and Mommy. no people. Yes, baby. Did you want to talk, tell somebody something? Aliyah, are you going to be on my podcast? <laughs> You're not quite sure what's happening, are you? Clearly. She's like, who are y'all talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys talking weird? <laughs> this isn't. Is this isn't how you talk to each other. <laughs> We're talking to each other, but we're also talking to Everyone everybody on the planet because everybody could listen if they want to. Right. So we have to think that we're talking we to, to think big, okay? Yeah, think, think big. big, think global, <laughs> think global, act think local. Global, act local. That's what we're doing. <laughs> we are local, that's for sure. <laughs> it don't get much more local than Green Acres Lake. Don't get much more local than Green County. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's so funny. funny. <laughs> that's a cute laugh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so I guess you could say I thought of something sort of for the first thing. Okay, so we're going to get into it. Thing number one. Um, I don't have like a lot to say on it, but basically I've been thinking a lot of my 
a lot of my thoughts have been occupied towards trying to make sure that I am displaying a strong mother to my child and a strong mm. woman and not someone who lets other people do everything for her or um, is easily brought down. And that is something that I've been trying to work on as far as in front of her, showing her that you can do that. Yeah. So I presume that that's been challenging, right? Yes. To sometimes. Yes. So, I mean, you can go into as much specifics or not as you want, but how has it been challenging? What has made it hard to do that? Um, to present a strong mother figure for your daughter. Yeah, so obviously this is not uncommon, but um, everyone has their own way of dealing with things. And about a year ago, roughly this time, give or take a month or two, um, her dad and I split up. And since then, it's been a tough emotional battle, like letting go of the future that I thought I had, which is probably, in its concept, the hardest part. Um, obviously, I have to let go of the love that I thought we had, but I think the future is harder to let go because it involved my daughter. And making a new future is what is hard um, because you can see it in your mind, but... Uh, when, every, when it comes to every day, not letting it get you down is what's hard every single day, every single minute. When something comes up and you're like, man, that just reminds me how much we don't have what we were going to. And now I have to change, you know, what I think. So it's changing my thought process a lot that's requiring strength and... Yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of changing my perspective. So it. your present not being what your past self thought your future was going to be. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the hardest part. Yeah, exactly. The, the whole concept changed. The whole, you know, cute family does life. Simple as that. It's easy to continue to do life when that's your you know, when that's your reality. But when that's not your reality anymore and it's just you and you have a difficult um, situation where it's not always the easiest person to deal with, which I'm sure many can relate to that as well, um, the future's not even, you don't even know what it looks like. So you have to create it. Yeah. Which so, isn't a bad thing, creating your future. So what are you doing? to create your future and be a strong mom presence for your daughter? Um, besides the mental daily battle of showing up for me and showing up for her and, um, you know, just being happy and doing things with her, um, I guess the bigger picture is deciding what I want to do. Uh, how do I want to raise her? Do I want to live in the country? Do I want to live in the city? Do I want to live around here? Do I want to spend more time at work than at home if I, you know, depends on the work that I do? What am I deciding? So it's a lot of decisions that you have to make slowly um, 
because obviously the money or the the world is run by money. So um, the more I can get rid of that, the better. Mm -hmm. I would love to eventually uh, buy some land so that I can pass that down to her. And whether or not it has a house on it, I don't really care because I also want to buy a van or pull behind camper and be able to live anywhere. Hmm. Um, that so, is you, so you want to have some land, but you don't want to be tied to it. Right. As far as a place to live. I want to have some land to use. And it could have a house on it. I really don't care. Um, but I want to have property to own that can be passed down to her um, so that she will have somewhere to live. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I'll build a house on it. I don't know. But that's the long-term goal um, so that I can pass that down to her. But getting there is a lot of um, sacrifice as far as time and work and sleep. <laughs> yeah. So as long as I keep that goal in mind, I can, I can keep going and working, sacrificing. Uh, does, the, uh, does the phrase, I'll sleep when I'm dead, ever come to, does that play into it at some? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my, <clears throat> my current job, you know, I'm a vet's assistant overnight, and I work three 12-hour shifts, and two of them are back-to-back, -back, so I work six to six Monday night and Tuesday night, and in between those shifts, I also have to be mom. And sometimes I get help where someone watches her while I sleep, and sometimes I don't. And both times I'm exhausted. Um, yeah. And those are definitely the days where I think, yeah, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Uh, it's definitely more important to just be mom. You know, when uh, at, 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 at my job, I teach people to sell stereos, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, can be very technical. And we often hire people that don't have a technical background. Yeah. And, uh, but we hire cool people. Like, that's more important than them having a technical background. And the way this relates to what you were just saying is that even when, uh, when we're done with, you know, 13 weeks or whatever it is of training, they know a lot more than when they started. Right. They know more than they think they know. But their confidence is nowhere near, you know, they don't know what they know yet. Right. Until they actually start doing the job. And it's a good six months to a year before somebody actually realizes that they are competent at the job. Right, but what do they do until then? Because they're on the phones talking to customers, just yeah. like even when you are not necessarily feeling like the strong mom you want to present, you kind of just have to present it anyway. Exactly. And that's kind of what we try to help people do is we're like, look, you know more than most of our customers. When they call you, you really are the expert. Right. Even though you don't feel it, pretend you are. Yes. Pretend you are. Sometimes you really just have to pretend you are the expert that people think you are. That you have. That you are the strong mom she thinks you are. Even when right, inside exactly. there's turmoil and craziness, yeah. and you're not feeling particularly strong. But yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that's a. Uh, it's a great goal to have and uh, something to strive for each day. Uh, because I think she'll benefit from that. Yeah, and I don't. I don't necessarily want it to be like I don't have emotions and that I don't get upset because that's certainly not what being strong is either um, it's more being able to power through that and figure it out yeah even if I show her that I'm upset and crying every now and then I think that that's 
also healthy because I don't want her to shut her emotions out either when right. she strong, gets older. Strong people have emotions exactly, and, yeah. and cry and get upset and get happy and everything in between. But the way a strong person deals with the sadness is different than the way a weak-minded person de deals with the sadness. Right, and I've had a couple, I've had a few people um, tell me, you know, you shouldn't let her see you cry. You shouldn't let her see you cry. But why? What is the reason for that? I've, I've, I've heard that and I think, yeah, you're right, I shouldn't let her see me upset. But what's the point of that? Yeah. Does, I, I don't, no one actually tells me why not. Just they don't. Oh, shouldn't let you shouldn't let her see you cry. I don't want her to see you cry. Why? Because the the world is real, and in the real world we cry. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I I can count on one hand the time I saw either of my parents cry uh, when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, before I moved out, uh, and for my dad, it was when his mom died. I remember seeing that. Uh, I'm not counting when we go to movies. Right, yeah. Right? Dad, Dad would cry at movies all yeah. the time. Um, La, <laughs> La Bamba comes to mind. When Richie Valens dies at the end of La Bamba, ooh, I mean, Dad was crying for an hour after that movie. Oh, man. I mean, he could see it on his face. His face was red. His eyes were puffy and all that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, other than that, it took some pretty serious stuff to get either of my parents to show that kind of emotion. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it's a... It's a normal thing for parents to hide their emotions for their kids, which often is a good thing, but I definitely don't think that we should hide everything. Um, that's just me as my being a parent right. <laughs> opinion. The only time I can remember my mom, seeing my mom that way, was when she had bought a car. I think it was a new car, or it might have been like a slightly used car from a dealership it was a it was a dodge something they called them k cars they were one of the worst cars ever made <laughs> they were awful oh man uh, you could they would probably be like top 10 worst cars ever made the, okay the, the, i can't remember what the actual models of the car were but there was a dodge version a plymouth version and she got one, and it wasn't long after we got the car that we realized it was a bit of a lemon. Mm -hmm. And I remember being at the dealer. I wasn't involved in any of the conversations, but clearly my parents were, I think, trying to return the car or somehow get out from under yeah. this horrible purchase. Yeah. And it just wasn't going to happen. And my mom was very upset, and I remember that to this day. Well, I can definitely understand that. Car problems? relate to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> seems to be a never-ending problem in my life. I can't wait until I can buy a car that maybe has a warranty on it or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, as nice as it is. Wait, not don't you it. get those phone calls? I mean, just call, oh, people calling I do all get the those time. All the time. However, I have looked into it. Turns out they don't give you warranties when you don't buy the car from them. Oh, <laughs> so why are they freaking calling us? Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> Even Aaliyah's like, that's ridiculous. That's <laughs> ridiculous, isn't it, Aaliyah? That is the best face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what I was going to bring up for thing one was uh, having to do with you. <laughs> Aaliyah's hilarious. Uh, I don't know if you've been, have you been listening to the podcast? Some of them. <laughs> so I'll fill you in on some detail. Uh 
few weeks ago, a month ago, uh, I put a thing out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about uh, if you it, the, the basically it was a Facebook post about all all lives matter and what oh, Black yes. Lives Matter uh-huh. and all that, yeah. and it sparked quite a humongous debate. Right, right, right yeah. uh, and it was a big old argument. I had a bunch of comedian friends, people from my high school, people in my family. Were you involved in this one at all? Did I don't you, know that I, don't I commented, think, I don't... but I remember seeing a lot of it. So um, I, I've I, been in a lot of those. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, com, com, people literally from all over the world yeah. were involved in this very heated Facebook debate, uh, and uh, it uh, people said some nasty things about my dad. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he they, people were calling him racist, uh, even though. I mean, I posted that knowing that it was going to, that it, I had him in mind when I posted it, and uh, I didn't know it was going to go where it went. <laughs> Not really sure what she's laughing at, yeah, but it's cute. She's just looking at me and laughing. I'm hilarious. <laughs> funny, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> so what I was thinking of and what I want to talk to you about was... Uh, you've posted things on Facebook that have also sparked debates and conversations with, with especially with Poppy, my dad, and many other people at the same time. And, uh, and it's always interesting to do that. And uh, I, I was, uh, we've talked about this off, off air. Yeah. But uh, when you post things like that on Facebook that I'm curious, like, if you even, do you think about it ahead of time, like, who's going to be irked by this who is this am i are you posting at somebody or are you just posting or like what is your thought process when it comes to that yeah so sometimes i just don't really think about what's gonna come of the post and i just like yep i agree with that and then i post it um other times i think a little bit further into it and i'm like yeah this is kind of pointed out exactly what this random person on facebook disagrees with and if if said person were to read this maybe it will show them another perspective i don't know yeah um and that's obviously i think why most people share stuff like that like hey you people that disagree with me read this what do you think now you know yeah um and it's never ever pointed at poppy because i know he's not racist um i think we disagree on a couple of logistical things Logistical? Yeah, like not... Like, empathetically, we all have the same... The same idea. We all believe that Black Lives Matter, and we also believe that everyone's life matters. Yeah. That's not really in question. It's about what we're doing about the situation at hand, and I think that's what we disagree on. Um, But yeah, when I post things, sometimes I think further into it, sometimes I don't. Yeah, so I I, uh, I don't post as much stuff like that on Facebook as I used to, right? Mm-hmm. I used to, as I was, years ago as I was coming to the realization that I'm an atheist, I, w- I posted a lot about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that sparked a lot of, uh, I thought, really great discussions and debate. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really do much of that anymore. Uh, if I'm going to throw out to the world what I think, uh, I'm probably going to do it here on this podcast now. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, because uh, this is this is the platform I've chosen to do that with, yeah, uh, and yeah. So there you go. So I'm not really, I wasn't posting it at Poppy, but I certainly had an idea that he might not, uh, he might have a different view about it. 
Yeah, um, I always kind of expect there to be some kind of comment from him or our uncle. Um, uncle John? Uncle cousin John. John? Uncle Cousin John, yeah. <laughs> Youngster. Youngster. Yeah. That's what I always get called. <laughs> Is it, yeah. If he, feel, he seems more like an uncle. Yeah, he right? seems like an uncle. But I think technically he's a cousin, like oh. several, like two, second or third Couple cousin or something or like something, that. Yeah. So it's kind of like a combination of a cousin and an uncle, right? He's a right. Co- he's a cousin. He's older, but he's technically a cousin. He's a cunkle. Older than us. A cunkle. <laughs> okay. Or an unkson. Or an unkson? An I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. <laughs> you should have saved that for the silly one at the end. All right, cool. That's good deep stuff. We're going to do a drum solo, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back, and Aaliyah is cracking herself up, and we don't even know why. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> we need. I need. I, this is good. I need more baby laughing on my podcast. Yes, There's not enough of like that. Especially like the cutest baby laughing ever. <laughs> yes, from the cutest baby ever. <laughs> okay, so thing number two. What is inspiring you? Um, so I'm not sure if I'm allowed, actually. I just thought about this, if I'm allowed to talk about it or not. Interesting. Um, it's, it's a person that I know. Okay. Um, and I don't think she would have a problem with it, but I could probably ask her. Um, it's just, it's a, I guess I don't have to say her name. Um, she right. lives in California, and she has a daughter also at, I think she's like five or six. Um, and she... Also separated from her, the baby's father. Yeah. And it was also difficult. Okay. So it's a lot of the same things. And she works also full time in the medical field. Okay. And she has successfully transferred over to van life. And am I supposed to know what that van is? Van life is like a thing, okay? <laughs> van life. Wait. So it, wait. Is it is it a literal thing? Van life. Does like she live in a van? Live in a van. Oh. Yes. I thought van life was like, you know, capital V, capital L, like it was an app or a website oh, or something no. or, so or a group of a people. Van and she restored it herself to live in Oh. and did all of the work. She posted all of this progress she's done on the van on her Instagram stories. And, you know, she's just posting like her becoming who she wants to be. Hmm. And... A lot of her posts are so relevant to how I, like, feel. Okay. And what I want. And, like, just watching her has been so inspirational and and seeing how much she has done while working full-time and momming full-time. And successfully, you know, got out of her apartment and now lives in her van. Um, It helps that she has parents that she can, you know park her van at their property and help with childcare and stuff like that. But I also have that. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's super awesome that she's able to do that. And it's inspirational to me. Like, yeah, I can do it too. If she can do it, the same thing. And then I can do it too. Um, Does she move around much in the van? Yeah. So she posts all the time on Instagram that she 
on her day, her one to two days off, she will go on like a road trip to Northern California or a national park or something, and she'll just stay there. And most of the time, she has her daughter with her, um, and they they'll even do virtual school in the van um, and go to the beach and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And she can go on her lunch break from work and go home into her van and take a nap and eat her lunch out of her van. And yeah. I think that is just so cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if she, you know, she takes time off sometimes and she'll go on a longer adventure and stay wherever. Yeah. Um, and it's super awesome. So uh, do I know this person? I don't think you know her. Um, she went to Heartland. Okay. And that's where I met her when she was like, probably 18 or 19 I would assume um I didn't know her that well but following her on Instagram I got to see a lot of her you know achievements and and live you know growing up or whatever what she did after Harland um, so if she's publicly uh talking you know putting this out yeah, there on it's Instagram probably it's probably fine that you can talk about her do you want to plug her Instagram at all get people sure, to sh- yeah. share that with people yeah, right she um, would probably appreciate that Exactly. It's not like you've said anything bad about her. No, <laughs> I just didn't know. <laughs> um, so her name is Natasha, and her Instagram is called Tash of All Trades. So T A S H of All Trades. Tash of All Trades. At Tash of All Trades. Yes. On Instagram. Um, yeah, and she has a beautiful Instagram. Uh, it's gorgeous. She is gorgeous. Her daughter is gorgeous, and she's really fun to watch on hmm. Instagram. Um, you wanted to see her really quick. Oh, you can see the van. Yeah, man. Her van is awesome. And then I followed a couple other people that she follows, too, that are doing this van life thing. There's another one that has another single mom that has a, I think he's like a 10-year-old son. And she also lives in a van. She lived in a van for a year, and she does life. <laughs> you want to live in a van? <laughs> um <laughs> She lived in a van for a year and now has bought a pull-behind camper, which is, like, way also cool because you can detach it and have a truck and you can have a bigger home. Right. So that's, like, the you, like, graduate to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next level van yeah, life. exactly. Van life phase two. Right. So she's a lot more further into it than Natasha. Um but they're both really inspiring yeah. to me. So. Awesome. So what's inspiring me right now, uh, I can't wait for every Friday because there's a new episode of the show Long Way Up premiering right now. So uh, uh, for those that don't know, Long Way Round and Long Way Down were the first two TV shows or series of shows from Ewan McGregor and his friend Charlie Borman. They ride motorcycles. The first one, Long Way Round, uh, they rode from London to New York City the long way around, meaning they drove through all of Europe, all of Asia. Uh, they flew over to Alaska, drove down through North America, all the way to New York City on motorcycles. And it was awesome. It's like a 10 or 12 episode show chronicling the whole thing. It's shot beautifully. It's awesome. It's just two guys on motorcycles. They've got a third guy with a camera. They've got a couple trucks uh, of people supporting them, meeting them, up, meeting up with them at borders. But for the most part, the dudes on the bikes are out there on their own. 
And it was so cool, they did another one called Long Way Down, which was uh, the same, same concept. They rode from the northern tip of Scotland to the southern tip of South Africa. Uh, and those were like 12 years ago. And they just, are, right now, the newest season of this show is coming out because they mm-hmm. just, find, like they took 12 years and didn't do this at all. Wow. So now, this time, it's Long Way Up, and they're riding from the southern tip of South America in Argentina all the way to Los Angeles. Wow. 13,000 miles. Yeah. And uh, I love the idea of the show. Like, I think I remember you watching oh, this yeah. a long time ago. And you don't even have to really be into motorcycles because for them and for a lot of people on motorcycles, uh, the reason to go out riding isn't just about the riding. It's of course, that's exhilarating. Yeah. But yeah, where do you stop? Like for me, when I ride my motorcycle, I am just as excited about where I'm going to stop. Right, of and what I'm going to go, like, I want to ride somewhere. Like, I want to stop at a cool place. I want to meet new people. I want to yeah. see something interesting, right? And to do it on a motorcycle, there's just something special about that. And this show is like that to an extreme. Right. And they took it to an even deeper extreme on this new season because they're doing it on prototype electric motorcycles. Oh, cool. Harley Davidson live wires. Harley Davidson custom built some of their new electric bikes for these guys. And the wow. and the truck the trucks that they're using to support them are prototype Rivian electric pickup trucks. Hmm. Uh, they also have backup trucks with a generator and gas powered stuff and the third guy on the can- on the motorcycle with a camera, he's got a gas powered I mean so it's not like they're not using gas powered stuff. Yeah. But they're basically a carbon neutral show. Yeah. Uh, and they're finding out that uh, if you're one of the first people to ride through South America on electric motorcycles with electric trucks, it's really hard to find places to charge. Yeah. But that, that all at the same time, that causes them like, uh, it gives them opportunities to meet people because mm-hmm. they basically, if you're just going to charge these bikes mm-hmm. off of a, someone's house, just plug it into the wall, it's going to take like all night to charge right. the bike, literally, because it's a slow charge. If you're in America and you stop at a Sheets and there's a charger there, it's going to take an hour to charge right. your bike up. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So that means they're going to stop and they're going to see people and they're going to have dinner with people and stay at people's houses. And it was uh, it's a pretty cool aspect of the show. So at some point in the next couple of years, uh, Darren, my friend from high school, and I have a long-term plan awesome. to ride motorcycles a long way. We're not going to do electric motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. uh, we are not going to have trucks of people following us supporting us the whole way we really just want to do this kind of old school yeah like ride from here to alaska and back oh that would be awesome yeah be yeah really cool. like a seven or eight thousand mile ride something like that wow so it's a long-term plan but this uh this show coming back on the air just reinvigorating that for me yeah. i don't even even talk to darren about it yet i hope he's watching the show but uh, <laughs> yeah so there's that that's awesome Long- very similar inspirational Bit. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So long, long way up. It's on Apple TV, uh, Apple Plus, their streaming service. They, they paid for the show. Basically, and you don't have to like motorcycles to watch it. Similar to Top Gear, you don't have to like cars to watch it. That's right. It's you, so fun. You and you and you and McGregor and Charlie are just two really cool individuals, and they're best friends. Yeah. And so seeing them nice. together and with people, it's awesome. Awesome. All right, thing number three, something silly because why not so back to being at the lake <laughs> yeah um, and spending our my childhood up here um, 
the videos you and Chester used so, to make. So we've chosen the same third thing. Good. I'm glad. Good. Um, I was thinking about it because I don't know what made me do this, but I showed my coworkers some of the videos yeah. at my new job. Oh, wow. <laughs> and everyone thought that it was hilarious. They were okay. cracking up watching Paco jumps and the redneck things we did up here shooting a potato gun <laughs> and the video that says we're not rednecks in which we go to show that we are the most fake rednecks you've ever seen yeah <laughs> oh and we cannot forget the burning of the piano yes oh that That's was epic one. Hmm? so yeah i was definitely uh since we since we uh, since we had to call an audible and fil- and uh, record this up here, I started thinking about things just for up here, and yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I used to stand right over here and shoot that potato gun right. and yes. uh, bottle rockets uh, and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, uh, well, I think we have an entire video of us uh, destroying Coke cans. Yes. Uh huh. Right, like Coke cans that are full of Coke. Shake them up. And uh, chop and them with an axe. Destroy them in any way you want. Yeah, yes. and so and I had slow mo, and this was back in standard definition video, so it looked <laughs> awful. Like the slow mo was made it even better. Yeah, blurry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were blowing up pumpkins. Uh, we had that. Uh, we had that little toy house out in the woods that there yes, was a, a bee's nest melted in. Melted the crap out of yeah, it. We torched it. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line in that video is when Chester. <laughs> Chester comes up. So there's this huge bee's nest in a small plastic child's like toy house, right? Yeah. Huge bee's nest, a hive, right? Hanging inside. Allison, nobody had been playing in this thing for years. Right. And we realized, uh-oh, we've got to do something about these bees. Someone's going to get stung because it was right next to the house. And so our solution was to set up cameras and film us uh, taking an aerosol can of like hairspray and a lighter <laughs> and just torching the hell out of the bee net, the bee's hive. And, uh, and it was awesome. We've got some great footage. Uh, this video is on YouTube. I'll tell you how to find totally. it in a second. Uh, but my favorite part is when Chester gets up close to look and see how are the bees doing, he sees there's still a few live bees <laughs> flying around. And he looks into the house with the hairspray and a lighter, and he goes, it's okay, I'll save you. <laughs> and then continues to torch them. <laughs> Freaking dork. Uh, oh, I love it. Oh my uh, gosh. So uh, I don't, I rarely think of these videos, and it's like, you know, uh, I don't use that YouTube channel <laughs> to upload any new videos of my own now. <laughs> like, if I'm going to upload right. motorcycle riding stuff or any of my comedy bits, it's going to go on a different channel. Right. Uh, and that new channel has like no subscribers. Uh, and the, uh, the original channel that all those videos are put. There's like a hundred or something videos yes, on that. Yes, there's a lot. Uh, um. And with many, many thousands of views. Like, yeah, we've got a lot of views. I enjoyed watching I s- Nobby Redneck. I still, I still get comments on videos. The one I get the most comments on is Horses Have Itchy Butts. <laughs> are you serious? I do. Still get it. <laughs> oh my. We were at the barn uh, with, yes. where, uh, where Izzy worked, right? Uh, right. And uh, I, I hadn't spent a lot of time around horses at that point, <laughs> right? But 
I noticed that one of the horses was scratching its butt against the wooden side of its stall, and I thought this was hilarious, so I took a video and I posted it on, it's like a 20 second video of a horse scratching its butt against a wooden post. Right. And I just titled it, Horses Have Itchy Butts. What I didn't realize was that's a thing. Like that's how horses scratch their butts all the time. This yeah, is incredibly silly. common, but there's a lot of videos on you. Mine wasn't original at all, right, but that yeah. one has thousands of views that's and I so still get funny. comments on Horses Have Itchy oh Butts. My God. What uh, are the comments like? Uh, I don't. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I also was back then. I had no idea how it worked with music and videos, so I still get emails with like oh. uh, from YouTube saying, "Hey, there's a copyright claim on this video <laughs> right. uh, because okay, you used yeah. music. Like, there's some Limp Biscuit in this video. You can't. Uh, you you either need to take it down or choose some different music, or we're going to put ads on this video that you cannot get any money from." The, the copyright okay. owner will get all of the money. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, She's Aaliyah? sticking the, eye, the, the, the thing straight into her eyes is what she was doing. Please don't do that. She's Close got my sunglasses, and she's taking the stems off to the side, and she's putting them in her eyes. Close your eye out, kid. So if you, want to, um, if you want to see these videos, uh, it's youtube.com slash astoff, A-S-T-O-F-F, as in Adam Stoffel, astoff, youtube.com slash astoff, and you can see Allison when she was a little girl, you can see us all skiing, uh, there's a bunch of skiing videos up there, there's some really touching videos up there, there's some hilarious stuff, there's some ridiculous stuff, there's some awful stuff. Uh, yeah, there's but, some really funny stuff. And a lot of it was filmed right here where we're sitting at Green Acres yes. Lake. And it sounds like this podcast might be coming to an end because Aaliyah has to go potty. Supposedly. Maybe. Which means she probably already has. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Aaliyah's thing number three. Because <laughs> you can go number one or you can go number two. Yes. Or if you've already gone both so in your diaper, that's thing number three. She's grown up when she goes to the potty. Yeah. She will tell me I need to go potty and I say, okay, oh, she's putting my shoes on for me. Um, and she <laughs> brings me to another thing. She will do everything herself. You know, she'll open the potty, she'll pull her pants down, she'll get mad that she can't pull her diaper off, and then she'll pull it off anyway. Uh, and then she will sit down, she will go potty, and then how, you know how like those, those baby, hang on one second, those baby potties, you um, have to take the little bowl out and empty it into the regular yeah, potty. Yeah, yeah. Well, she does that too. Oh wow, she empties her own. She empties her own pee. I go pee. And You're gonna go, you, you go pee? Go pee. <laughs> okay, All right, go you pee. guys go pee. Come on. And that's the end of this podcast. Bye. It ends on a strange note. That's a, <laughs> that's a first for three things with JR. I'll, fi I'll finish this up here. Uh, so Aaliyah and Allison are going over to the little bathhouse here at Green Acres Lake to go to the bathroom. Uh, this is a bathhouse uh, that has been here since... For a long, long time, uh, when my parents bought a piece of land here in Green Acres uh, back in the 80s, this bathhouse was already here, uh, which was great because my dad and I, and uh, we would come down here and we would uh, work on the house, uh, clear the land, build a house, and uh, before we uh, had showers or plumbing at all at the house we were building, we would come here to this, uh, excuse me, come here to this uh, Green Acres Lake, and uh, this is where we would get clean. Uh, we would either swim in the lake, or if it was wintertime, we would just go in the bathhouse and take a shower. Uh, and uh, the bathhouse is a little... Uh, basically, on the inside, it's unchanged. They've extended off to the end of it. They've got some... Uh, 
some additional storage and stuff here and there's cameras up here now like they have a webcam so if you live in green acres you can look at the lake uh from the bathhouse it's a beautiful little spot um but anyway, that's uh, that's three things with Jr. Uh, this is uh, I've been looking forward to this episode for a while now. Uh, love to love to get to chat with my daughter Allison uh, and Aaliyah. I think is going to make the podcast as well. I don't think I'll be editing her out, so you most likely have heard her uh, additions to the show here today as well. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Drum solo time. <laughs>